is a round table. It's a Star Wars session special. Yeah, it is a round table. It's a Star Wars session special. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Roundtable Sessions. That's right, we're coming at you with another roundtable, and we're very excited about this one. But who are the we? If you don't know, my name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me, as ever, is the King of Bazardon, Master Blywalker, Luke Bly. How are you, my friend? Oh, mate, I am not bad whatsoever. Uh, craziness going on in the world. But who cares? Mm. We have we have a whole Mandalorian Season 2 at our disposable. Disposable? Disposal. Thank you. Disposal, yeah. It's the weekend, guys. You know, we're recording this on the weekend. It's spicy. Um, look, mate, I've got my water ready. And you know what, Matt? I've got a cup of tea, mate yes that's not it's unusual just, for you as well i know mate it is absolutely mental i'm i'm, I'm usually on a birio or on a coffee hype but, um, i've got my tea here as well mate like the rest of the uk i'm having a warm cuppa um and mate yeah it's going to be a spicy round table we are covering as best as we can our favorite bits from mandalorian season two and joining us in this episode are three very very special people indeed uh first up all the way from the US of A, it's Jimmy Adams. Say hello, Jimmy. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, mate. And what, what state are you in again, Jimmy? Uh, just about dead center of Kansas. You know, Wizard of Oz territory. Mate, Wizard of Oz, mate. No, love it. Love it. Uh, so were, were you in that, were you, mate? Hmm. <laughs> not quite that old, so. <laughs> Good start, Lukey boy. <laughs> yeah, that's it, mate. Well, Jimmy's an absolute unit. So, um, yeah. It, Luke's going to be in a state if he asks that again. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> it. Um, no, welcome to the show, Jimmy. We can't wait to hear your opinions, mate. Um, and up next, we got... You, you might have heard of this guy. He's uh, sent through a few voice notes. In fact, he's sent through some of the most notorious Patreon questions ever. It's our boy, the Notorious... Alex Jessup. So, hello, Alex. Hi, guys. Hi, hi everyone. Nice to be here. Uh, will, will, here's the question, mate. Will you be punching anyone today? <laughs> um, I'm kind of... I think it's only only right that it's the season of goodwill, so I'm going to let it go for a few days and, um, uh, you know, take take some of that off. Uh, and then nice go into the new year, all guns blazing, um, and just, just fight anyone I feel like, really. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, fair enough, mate. You know, we all love a Jessup fight, so we'll, we'll keep an eye out on uh, 2021 or something. And uh, last but not least, it is the Queen of Sweden. The same Hi. country, the same country that gave birth to our amazing musician in The Mandalorian. Matilda, do you want to pronounce his name? Ludvig Göransson. Oh, yes. <laughs> Matilda Backland, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for letting me join today. It's an honour. I'm so excited. Oh, Matilda, it's an absolute pleasure. This is going to be a banter-filled show. I can't wait. Oh, uh, and to be honest, Matty Boy, we're, we're just loosely covering Mandalorian Season 2. I'm sure we're not going to hit everything. Is that fair to say, Matt? 
Yeah, it's more. It's a recap of the season. So, did we like it? I certainly hope you guys did. You know, maybe like the, the high moments. Any because listen, everyone's been so very positive so far. Was there any moments that maybe didn't quite work for anyone? Uh, the impact that it's had on Star Wars because obviously this is fairly seismic for some people. And just basically is riffing about any elements that we really fancy. And I mean, did you ever hear the one about the American, the Englishman, and the Swede who went into the cantina? Because you're about to right oh. now. But mate, I can't wait. So I think the best place to kick us off is I just mentioned it. What did we think of the season? So uh, let's go, Jimmy. What did you think of season two of The Mandalorian? I honestly was really concerned that they weren't going to be able to outdo season one. But this season was phenomenal. I mean, they had, they avoided the sophomore slump. Um, they managed to bring in these huge characters that I think most of us didn't think were actually going to happen. <laughs> you know, and obviously with the, the finale, that was just incredible. But keeping all those characters um, relevant to the story and just pushing the story forward in a way that, I mean, I think eclipsed the first season. So it was just incredible. Mm. That's amazing to hear, man. And you're, you're definitely right. I, I was one of those people that was kind of in denial about all of the characters. You remember that, Matty Boy? I was like, look, yeah. they're, they're not all going to happen, surely. Um, and I was worried that it just wouldn't work. Um, does anyone feel like any of the cameos? Because obviously we've had Bo-Katan. We've had Cobb Vanth. <laughs> we've had a few other people turn up too. Does anyone feel like that was not done in the best way or are we all pretty happy about it i'm i'm happy with it personally i'm, I'm sure there probably are fans out there that uh that weren't too happy but i think they did it they did it really well um i kind of obviously heard a few few things online and stuff and like for me i was like no nah, you we're not going to get soaker we're not going to get comfort that, that can't be true and I, I couldn't like to pinch myself when i was watching each time to it's like what have we done to deserve all this spice it's uh <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of there. Matilda, what about you? Now, really, it felt it was perfect. I have no complaints whatsoever. It was just, I mean, you have to get nitpicky in order to complain about something. Mm-hmm. There are just things that don't matter. So I'm like, I'm just all for it. I love it. Yeah, there's uh, some of the uh, decisions have opened up divisions on social media, but that's a small minority of fans. And as far, as far as I'm concerned, they can fight between themselves because I had a blast with Mandalorian season two. I, I similar to what Jimmy said, actually, is that I really, and I've said it on the main show, I really loved the first season because of the core group of characters we got. I really, really connected to them. And I wondered how they were going to pull off season two with all these cameos and all these big characters. Would it, would it take away from what makes the man so special? And I, and I have thoughts and feelings on that, which will get um, dispersed throughout, but I had a blast and I think it's fair to say you did as well, Luke. Yeah, mate, I I really did. And I I was really sceptical about it. Um, But the way everyone was just introduced, even Boba Fett, um, it it was tremendous, mate. It was tremendous. And it didn't feel, everything felt natural. You know, it wasn't like, oh, this is, we need to go here to get to this person. And then it's that person. And I know some people might feel like that, but I, I just didn't feel like that. You know, I was talking to my brother, James, you know, Sir Cabbage, shout out, naughty boy. Um, I was uh, speaking to him, I think Friday night. He rang me after seeing the Mando season finale. And my brother is, I'm glass half full, generally. He's glass half empty generally but on a lot of things we we kind of see eye to eye and 
it takes for something to be re- really special for my brother to praise it. And he was going, man, that finale was just something. You know, he was outdoors, like walking his dog late at night. And he was like, mate, that was crazy. And I was like, mate, yeah, I, I, I agree. And it's not just been that finale that was crazy. It was the season leading up to it. For me, Matty boy, it didn't feel like there was an episode that I thought, oh, that was rubbish. Didn't need that. Didn't need that. Didn't need that. Like everything seemed to slide into place and serve some sort of purpose. And I think that is especially true when you think of Baby's relationship to our boy Din Djarin, right? Grogu and their, Din's relationship was highlighted throughout this season. It was important for us to see that. Uh, and I thought that was magical. Oh, mate, yeah. What say you, Matilda? I, I was just going to say there's something for everyone in this season. Like, yeah. for, like, I feel like most people. Um, reacted to the different characters in a way. This was my childhood dream to see this character come alive, to see this character be, character be portrayed this way, and so on. And that was just really special, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of people have taken. There's some, like you just said, there's something for everyone. For Clone Wars fans, they've got Ahsoka. For the fans of the books, Yay! we get that stud Cobb Vanth. For fans of the OT or just you know Star Wars. We've got Luke Skywalker, spoilers, by the way. And um, for fans of amphibians, we get Frog Lady. So everybody gets a little bit of something. Um, <laughs> in terms of episodes, this is going to be like a, a loaded question and probably understand that you may not be able to answer it fully. But what did do you have like one episode that you, that you hold higher above all of the other ones? Um, start with Jessup. Well, uh, if, I'm, if I can, I'd just like add a little bit of spice to that. by uh... Well, of course, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Sprinkle it in. Sorry, I just had to open myself up a little uh, San Miguel to get to, to get into this. Oh, nice! Started early. I want, well, I wanted to celebrate being my first one being on the show. Um, so yeah, it's got to be done. Um, Good man. One, it's that it's that difficult second album syndrome, isn't it? Um, with season two, and I think they've they bettered it. Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Season one was a, was a you know it was amazing. Ticked all the boxes. Um, it's fantastic. But you think. How on earth can they pull it off? And I think they did. And going on to uh, episode one of season two, or episode nine, as it might uh, might be known, um, the Marshall. That's one of my favourites. I think. Um, I just, I'm a big, uh, I love uh, Timothy Oliphant. I think he's a fantastic actor. When I heard that he was in it, I was, I was um, excited for that. And then I know it's going to be divisive with the, the whole Boba Fett stuff and the armor and, uh, and whatnot. But then seeing him at the end. Uh, I was like, that's a that's normally that would be a like a season finale kind of ender, not not episode one ending. You're like, wow, what? So what can we expect from the remaining? There's another seven episodes still to come. How- yeah, no, you're right. You know, boy, that, the final episode felt like it felt like a series finale. But um, Jimmy, mate, what what say you about episodes? Oh my, like you guys have said already, every single one had something in it. I mean, you just top to bottom, you get those feels. Um, I don't know why chapter 11, the heiress um, still just sticks out to me. I got the goosebumps when I saw the night owl, night owl helmet. I think that was because we didn't know that one was coming. Like, you know, the spoilers and things like that have kind of take, I had to stop watching some YouTube channels and stuff because of like spoilers, but that chapter three, you know, you see that. um, And then when she says, when she says Ahsoka's name for the first time and it like, 
I don't know. It just made it real that we're about to see Ahsoka. And I, you know, I mean, I'm a 44 year old man, but I squealed like a teenage girl. So, uh, you know, I just, chapter 11, Daris just sticks out for me, but all of them are fantastic. Chapter 15, the growth of, uh, you know, Mayfeld, one of the most despised guys from last season comes in and he wins everybody's heart over by the end of the season. It's incredible. That's amazing, man. And what, while we're on that, mate, because that's one of my favorite episodes, uh, the heiress, um, that was the, that's the Ahsoka one, isn't it? That's the uh, Bo-Katan. Oh, right. Okay. For, all right. Fair enough. I like that one. It was great. But let's just, you mentioned Ahsoka. What's that one called? Uh, the Jedi. The Jedi. Of it is. Wow. Come on, Lou. Come on, mate. Um, mate, does anyone here think that the Ahsoka appearance was done to the standard it should have been filmed at. You know, do, w- was it good enough? Was Rosario Dawson good enough? Because a lot of people been split on this. A lot of people thought Ashley Eckstein should have reprised the role in live action. Is everyone happy with that? What's What's your thoughts, Matilda? I'm I'm going to uh, assume you want to have a cheeky uh, cheeky comment on this. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I. Honestly, that seeing her was my childhood dream come true. Not because I've grown up with Ahsoka, but just because when I was like eight, I didn't have a female role model on the screen to look up to. I was my my favorite was Robin Hood. I wanted to be Robin Hood. I wanted you know to have a bow and arrow. I was running around with my cap and my bow. Uh, so seeing her, like oh my goodness, the presentation, I I was screaming when she when those lightsabers appeared I was like wow and <laughs> I mean the whole episode her I loved Rosario she was perfect I've seen like half of Clone Wars so I can I know I mean what, what she looks like in there but her mannerisms the dialogue like her part of the storytelling um the action sequences everything was so perfect I just couldn't believe what I, what I saw so I'm so I'm super stoked. I don't have, I don't have anything negative to say about it, really. Oh, that's what we like to hear. And the uh, in the finale we had Fennec, Bo, Kara, and Koska team up to just school those stormtroopers, and that was done <laughs> so very well, wasn't it? The way that they absolutely because um, I wanted to ask you about that as well. The way that they actually just threw down with those stormtroopers was so well done, wasn't it? Yeah, honestly, like I. I know there's been this discussion about you know, female characters being badass and so on, um, and there's always uh, nitpicking surrounding these characters, but I just love like the character building that's been going on around both Bo and Kara and Fennec and so on. So it, you just felt like every single shot, every single thing they did was just, you know, um, legitimate. Uh, you mm-hmm. believed in it. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. I mean, you, you, these women are dangerous lethal they can do this uh yes. i believe in it i believe in what i see and i i trust that almost everyone feels the same way so i just loved it it was so special really yeah. really 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 special to see four flipping women take down <laughs> all those yeah. like a legion whatever i don't know i'm uh, in the, the storms the imps <laughs> i thought it was fantastic man yeah. and it didn't feel it didn't feel at all forced jimmy what are you thinking mate i was just gonna say i think fennec shan's about to 
take off in the Star Wars. You know, she, yeah. yes, she's amazing. Probably my least favorite episode of season one was with what she was in. So for her to come back, and then we're going to get her in the Bad Batch, it looks like, and we're going to get her in the Book of Boba. Um, I think her character is about to explode onto the scene, and that's really exciting. You know, I've got a little niece that loves Star Wars, and she doesn't have a lot of you know people she can look up to either. And um, I'm not sure if I want her looking up to a bounty hunters and smugglers, but um, <laughs> you know, why not? <laughs> strong, strong female characters is always a plus. But I really I'm excited to see that they take a small character. Like, you know, a, a, not small in stature, but small, like in time that was on screen. She's about to explode, I think, in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that, man. I'd agree with Looking that. Looking forward to it. Jessup, what, what are you thinking, mate? Uh, did you like that in the, that moment in the season finale where the ladies are honing down these Stormtrooper noobs? Uh, are you for it, mate? 100%. That's one of, uh, like, the sort of um, notes I made that, I di- it didn't feel contrived either, um, like you sort of said just then, or, f- or forced. Um, it didn't feel sort of like you know, you know, right on or anything either. It was just sort of like they're just doing their job, but they're just doing what they're good at. And it just happens to be four four girls. They're just taking down a whole you know legion of uh, uh, stormtroopers, and it was it was really good. You didn't, I didn't even think, oh yeah, these are four women doing it. It's just four characters. I was invested in the characters, and I really liked it. Spot on, spot on. Jessup, you've got a load of notes there, have you, mate? I've got, I made some notes. I didn't want to, you know, I was worried that, you know, I don't want to, I'm on some uh, fine Star Wars minds here, so I'll make sure. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, I want you to get those notes and I want you to plonk, right, close your eyes, close your eyes, everyone. Plonk your finger somewhere completely random on that notepad and tell us a point, mate. Okay, well, it's more, I've just made a note of like episode names, who directed it, and um, just a reminder for myself so I know what happened to it. So I've just landed on uh, episode 14 or episode 6, um, as it would be in season 2. That's, that's the tragedy. Uh, I can't say that word. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mate. That's a word, that's a word I can't say. Um, tragedy. Matilda, that's it. Matilda, did it, yeah, you had something to pop in there? I, I just, it, uh, relating to the female characters, I just feel like, I loved the season finale, that scene, because it wasn't about their gender. It was about their function, you know, their yes. skills. That was all. Spot on. Yeah. No, you're spot on. And the way they did it was, just, and this is awesome to see. It, as a scene, it was just a wonderful scene. But as you've just said, it was function and it worked. And it was one of the best scenes of that. And I genuinely mean it was one of the best scenes of that entire finale, which had oh, yeah. a lot of good scenes. Um, for me, and this may sound at odds, but, some of my favourite episodes are the ones that didn't have the cameos in. And mm. I know The Siege, Chapter 12, Carl Weathers, has been kind of, you know, it's been well, it's been received well enough. I really like that because it was the gang from Season 1, which I've mentioned. The um, the Passenger with Frog Lady and the Spiders, it was a, a smaller story. I, I kind of gravitate towards them. And um, I mentioned on the recap, excitedly, about, you know, going absolutely to Wolvie, balling my eyes out at the end of the finale. But I said to Luke off air, and I was like, I didn't say it on air, but I've, you know, I've never, I've never cried at Star Wars before. Not because I'm so tough, but never before. But this had me because the connection that I have with these characters, which were forged from season one onwards, mm. did it for me. You know, look, I loved Luke coming in and going berserk. I loved everything we saw, but it was the moment between these two original new characters that got me for the first time in what eleven films, three animated series, and Resistance, and obviously the seasons of this season as well. So. 
Um, I kind of gravitate towards those chapters, but then as soon as I say that, I think, yeah, but that the, the Jedi was awesome. Robert Rodriguez episode was awesome. So I, I, I can't pick one. There was, there was no bad ones. And I know you said that, but there was none, which for me, objectively, I can't say there was any really bad ones on there, but, um, Luke, before we get on to anything like that, what was your favourite one? Or do you have a favourite or was it just consistent? Mate, um, I think before Friday, it was The Jedi um, with Ahsoka. I really liked The Heiress with Bo-Katan. I liked The Marshal. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you know what, though? If I had to, if I really, if you're twisting my arm, I'd probably have to say the rescue man because for me, right, most of that episode was leading up to a point, right? It was like a music, it was like operatic almost. It was just leading up to this big finale, which, you know, makes sense. That's what it is. Um, and I've I've not felt like that about Star Wars in such a long time. Probably, I'm trying to think back, the most recent time I felt like that was possibly when Yoda appeared in The Last Jedi. Obviously, right. I, I said in the main show or, or the recap about the Ben Solo Han moment in Tross and Rise of Skywalker. Oh I adore that scene. Powerful. I adore that scene. It, it is powerful. It is powerful. Um, but I don't know, mate. I think this is one of my... I, I think that last third of that episode we just saw on friday is some of my favorite star wars i've ever seen in my entire life it felt like i was a 10 year old right at my nan and granddad's house at the bottom of the house with my brother and my cousins and we had a vhs of return of the jedi on with an, a bonus scene that's what it felt like mate and it, yeah man magical and i wasn't expecting it man I, I wasn't at all expecting it and the way they did it was just it was wonderful it really was wonderful. Um, Matilda, what, what are you saying? I was just going to add to what Matt said, that I really love The Passenger. I laughed so hard. It was so funny. Um, so that, that one really stands out. And I know it's been really criticised, but I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It's killer that's spiders an, giving yeah. nightmares. That's an interesting choice, I yeah. think, actually. And also, like, I, because of, you know, I'm a parent, I'm a mum. And I can just relate to like the protective feelings. You, you really, when you've given birth, um, I'm not kidding. There are emotions inside of you, like really raw emotions where you could literally kill someone if they touched your kid. Mm -hmm. Um, And it, you know, it lingers that feeling, but it's not as strong as when you've just given birth. And I, you know, it's probably nature that's given us that instinct, but I, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm that spider <laughs> mum. So what did you think then um about because there was a discourse. What did you think when you see Baby Yoda just chowing down on Frog Lady's like, eggs? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we've gone there. We've that is, gone there. <laughs> that's, that's um that's an interesting discussion though. Um Yeah, it, it is a moral dilemma there for sure, but they were not really uh uh, frogs yet though right mm-hmm. they hadn't been fertilized yeah. by the no, no anyway it was just down to bad parenting i guess he he didn't know what he was doing <laughs> yeah, do, you, do you know what right but i think grogu i worked out reminds me of my cat alan 
Hello, Alan. That's like the most British sentence ever on Star Wars Sessions. I love it. Alan. Yeah, go on, mate. Continue. I called my cat Alan. I should have called him Boba or something like that, but I called him Alan because I like Alan Partridge um, as well. But uh, just that, like our, our relationship, but I'm going to have to like, like, no, put that down. Don't do that. Last night I'm watching TV and he walked in with a mouse. He's, I think it's the second mouse he's ever caught. And I was like, put it down, spit it out. And I was like, clear up this, you know, I'm a bit, this is embarrassing to say this, I'm a bit girly with that. So I had to sort of um, <laughs> be brave and pick this poor little mouse who's you'll be pleased to know it was still alive and I let it go, but he was still trying to get it. I was like, no, stop it. And um, so I'm kind of like, just what Matilda said about, um, you know, the, the uh, paternal uh, feelings and stuff. I haven't got children, yeah. but I've, I've got Alan and he's my little kid. He's, he's my Grogu. Shout out to Alan. What about you, Jimmy? I just thought, um, you know, despite all the controversy, I thought the episode was trying to show that, that he was out of his league. Like, um, yeah. You know that he didn't know what he was doing. Plus, how do you discipline a kid that can force choke you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Good point. And that, that's kind of what I took from the episode. Like the first time I watched it, you know, he did it three times. He's not listening to to the Mando, and I'm like, hey, this kid needs some discipline. You know, as a teacher, I'm like, come on, you gotta get in control of this. But then you think, well, it is going to slam me up against the wall or whatever. So I think it was, you know, we talked about no filler episodes, and I think this one kind of um, took that and you know build those characters and kind of showed you that uh, he needed help. Yeah. Well, I'll level with you with, with the old uh, egg thing, Matty boy. Um, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> Here I, we go. I thought that I found it hard to be offended by it when literally in episode three, Anakin kills a room of children. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Where is I, that? I was like, guys, yeah, it's not all fairy tale endings, right? It's not, this is just, this is a very lived in real universe. And this kind of thing, unfortunately, happens every day, depend, depending on, on your, your perspectives, you know, right? With There are people that are vegans that listen to this podcast, I know for a fact. And um, I think that's something that's actually really interesting, worth reading into, uh, vegetarianism. You know, it goes on and on and on. But I was like, really? Out of a thing in a whole universe where, like, kids are being slaughtered by an adult man who this whole, this whole story is based around this guy. And he's doing horrendous things, horrendous things. Kylo Ren is the exact same. We root for Ben Solo, but that dude in a court of law would be trialed and probably like given the death sentence or something. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. come on, guys. Yeah. Like, I just took it. As, I took it. His intent of writing is, uh, whilst I, I took everybody's point of view, I just thought, how how did Dave and John mean for this to be? Uh, uh, scene how what was their intent when they wrote it but uh matilda uh what have you got to add i mean uh toddlers are quite impossible yep. i mean i have a three-year-old <laughs> she doesn't do what i want her to do she does what she wants to do i mean you can i can stand there and argue with a mini version of myself and i'm just gonna lose every single flipping time so that's kind of the point. Uh, kids don't know. They don't understand. I mean, Grogu doesn't understand. This is wrong. That's like man Din's job to teach him. Um, so even if it's kind of, you know, uh, in theory, horrible, the fact that he eats, he's eating the eggs, we can kind of forgive him because it's, he's innocent and he doesn't know. He's kind of like my my cousin who ate like dog poop when he was a <laughs> <laughs> When he was 25. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, no, look at Grogu's little face. How are you going to say no to that? But yeah. um, well, we're talking Grogu. Let's mention the season finale because we've kind of been skirting around it a little bit. We were all very excited about the season finale. We did a pre-finale recap last week with Dress and Ant, and that was wonderful to do where we gave speculation. And Luke Bly said, I'm telling you, boys, I'm telling you, gangsters, Skywalker's turning up at some point. And we were like, no, 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 he's not turning up. <laughs> Skywalker turned up, didn't he? But, um, so what did you guys think of the finale? Because we both uh, very much enjoyed it. What about you guys? Uh, Jimmy, the actual finale itself, you sat down and watched it. At the end of it, how are you feeling? Oh, my gosh. I was wondering, what are they going to do next? Um, you know, Baby Yoda's gone. I mean, Grogu is gone. Uh, <laughs> the Mando is taking his helmet off in front of, like, seven people. Um, right. Bo-Katan's there, and she has shown in this episode in, in Clone Wars, she's, she wants what she wants. So I'm like, wow. Like, And, of course, the emotions of Grogu taken away by, you know, our childhood hero, Luke Skywalker, who just wailed on everybody and everything that was in his way it was incredible so you're coming down off that high it's like an emotional roller coaster but it really just kind of the questions for next season i think are more vast than Aww. the end of last season jimmy don't like my mind the last few days has just been nonstop <laughs> of now what what's gonna happen now <laughs> you know what happens with grogu i have ideas i just think i need more time with them yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because this is serious stuff, right? You know, 2020 can absolutely do one. Um, and The Mandalorian has been that little shining beacon oh, this year for me. Sure. And I'm just so grateful because I, I, I won't lie to you. And I think a lot of people probably share this sentiment that I thought, man, I really hope this is a good ending. I really oh, hope wow. this is a good ending. I felt like we needed a good ending. And I think it's like John Favreau and Dave Filoni, Peyton Reed too, just knew what I wanted. And I know there are there are thousands and thousands of people who've been saying the exact same thing. Like this is a dream, you know. Jimmy, you said a childhood hero, Luke returning the way he did. I, and I said this on the recap. I wasn't a hundred percent sure. I saw the X Wing and I thought, no, <laughs> no. And then. Black and white TV footage, single-bladed Jedi, kind of looks like a guy, probably, who did figure. I was like, no, no. And then the green. I saw the green lightsaber. Oh, my <laughs> exactly. days. Can you imagine being Peyton Reed and his, and John Farrell's like, oh, by the way, you can do the finale. Uh, you get to direct Luke Skywalker like, wailing <laughs> on everybody, just, just to let you know, and action. Can you imagine how Peyton Reed is feeling madness. coming into this? Madness. Um, I would get in a serious fight to uh, to get that chance. To do that. <laughs> <laughs> that goes about praying, doesn't it? It's like, give it. I I I need that. I have need you that. seen the, Have you seen the footage of the end of Rogue One versus with this footage? Like, oh, have, yes. Oh yeah. Tearing down those alleys, you know, like oh, just that's Luke Skywalker. I mean, I was a little disappointed in the Last Jedi, like mm-hmm. some fans were, but man, that's the Luke Skywalker I wanted to see, and that was just incredible. And and Jimmy, that's a really interesting point, right? Because I think generally Matt and I are pro The Last Jedi. However, like I said in the recap, I appreciate it is not flawless. It is not, it, it doesn't do a lot of things for it's me. It's not for everyone. It's really not for everyone. Do you feel like this episode for you, right, kind of redeems that, that film? Is this a dream come true? 
I, I absolutely. I think this whole series is fixing some of the problems that mm-hmm. I had. Um, so, but yeah, seeing Luke Skywalker do that, it was just, I mean, that's exactly what I think a lot of people wanted to see, you know, in the movie and after waiting for so long, I know my dad was like, what, what just happened? But I think, I think Dave and uh, John are actually doing a pretty good job of, I think they're going to bring more people over to the sequel trilogy with their storytelling in the Mandalorian. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For me, it kind of, it feels like how, you know, I grew up with the prequels and uh, I was like prime age for it. And I forgave a lot of its mistakes because of my age, because I just believed in the story. I believed in the mythology and I just looked over a lot of things. And in hindsight, you look back at the prequels and you go, actually, there's quite a few plot holes in this, you know, the clone army thing just coming out of nowhere because of a guy who literally just has one line in the film. Um, well, he's mentioned in one line in the film. Um, and there's a lot of issues with it. However, I feel like the clone wars just fixes so much of it and makes it, it gives it more depth as oh, a property. And Anakin, Anakin in the, in the clone wars too, like how much you love Anakin by the time the clone wars are over and his fall is even more, impactful yeah if you if you watch uh attack of the clones and then binge all seven or well, six and a half seasons of clone wars watch revenge of the sith and then this, the end of season seven hmm. it suddenly makes that those films um more palatable for a lot of people and i mean of course that therein lies the problem that you shouldn't really need that additional material to make something better but if it's there and it does brilliant and if the mando can uh, help soothe some of the wounds that the sequel trilogy has given some people then that's great all of it enhances it for the people who already loved it even uh, just that's just as good so i'm glad it's good to hear that you got what you wanted out of luke skywalker in this instance uh jessup mate what were you thinking about the finale when you saw it um well it was it was just amazing wasn't it i watched it again um this morning just to kind of familiarize myself because i figured we'd be talking about it a lot and um, it's just so many beats it hits. It's just just, just fantastic. And the thing I've, I like about it, it's kind of what we've just been saying, that so they've got this character, this main character of the series, and he can't show his face. Now, in film-wise, you normally want nice big close-ups of your, your star. I did film studies when I was younger at thing, and that's always the thing of, like, make sure you get a – that's film 101, um, Matt, you'll know that, right? Get in close-ups of your face. So how do you get around the problem of – your main character can't show his face. So they have to, I, I actually thought, oh God, they're going to have um, contrived ways of, uh, of it happening. And it, it works with him. And I still think you get a lot of characterization just from how he holds himself, how he moves and how he talks. And I think that um, Pedro Pascal should be commended for that because that's a really hard thing to do, um, firstly. And then in the uh, penultimate episode, he took, his, uh, took the helmet off because he had to, because to do this uh, face scan to rescue um, Grogu. In the last episode, the finale, he takes it off because he wants to. And I think that is, that's a lot. And it's that bond between father and son. And that's what hits. And it kind of, you get Luke Skywalker coming in and you're like, oh my God, it's it's Luke. And it's, it's a pretty badass, awesome, awesome Luke, isn't it? And then you get that. And I think that moment is, that's the, that's the killer. Yep. That's that's like that's your you know your season finale. Oh my you know oh my god moment. And I've had like friends message me, um, you know, on social media and stuff saying, oh my god, I've watched it, I've watched it because um, 
and it's just all the all the same thing. I've got a few uh, female friends, and they've put, "Oh, I cried," and um, I put on my Facebook as well. Like I put a, a shared a meme that said it had a picture of uh, Dave Floney and John Favreau together, and it's like, "Yeah, Dave and John just saved 2020." And I've got so many like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. It's Trust me, mate. Trust me. I I got so emotional over over that because it did feel like liberation. I can't. It's really hard to describe the seeing luke come in and save the day it makes sense and i've and as matty boy kind of said earlier in my head that theory made the most sense because you know groku is reaching out to a jedi who's who's the jedi there there is obviously ahsoka there's maybe ezra i don't think there's many others there's probably a few other force sensitives but who is the jedi the jedi is luke skywalker he is the Jedi at the moment, and he is establishing this new order and order. And mate, I am absolutely, I'm so excited for the future because once again, this season, I had no idea how it was going to unfold. I had no clue how it was going to unfold. And I was pleasantly surprised. Guess what? Season three, I have no clue how this is going to finish. I, I, I don't know where it's going. Um, but I know that I'm intrigued and I'm excited. I'm worried, but in a healthy way. Um, it really is magical, really is magical. And I'm going to keep using that word because it felt like I was a 10-year-old. And that's a credit to all the team on Mando. Um, what about then? What about this? Uh, the gang are investigating an Imperial uh, like base on the side of a cliff. And there's lava around, and uh, they come across some uh, some tubes, some clones, or some sort of artificial beings. Um, what is going on there? Thoughts, Matilda. Um, my mind instantly jumped to Snoke, uh, and especially because of the music, um, which is reminds me. Of- partly about Snoke's music, operatic, uh, the wah, bass music. And also it reminded me of Palpatine uh, mm. music, especially play. I think it's around when he's telling Anakin about, uh, have you heard the the story of Dark Plagueis? Tragedy. Tragedy. <laughs> Dark Plagueis. Um, so Snoke was my first thought, but... Uh, yeah, it's kind of a lot of other things made it, made it confusing. Are we getting some kind of? Um, I was I was thinking that there was a connection to the dark troopers that they were kind of human, but then they were droids. So I don't know. Really, I'm confused right now. Yeah, they kind of set it up as if that the the cloning facility was, you know, somehow powering these dark troopers or whatever they were. The M count was used to uh to power those guys up but obviously not at all so we're going to get that in season three or is that going to be uh for one of the other shows that dave and john are going to be uh going forward but do we is there anyone any of you other guys think that this is like a prelude to snoke or palps that's what i thought when i saw it so i think that they're filling in the gaps a little bit for us uh well i just think i was going to say i'm thinking uh, Palpatine, but then no, it might have to be Snoke, really, because this is obviously bridging between Return of the Jedi and um, Force Awakens and the you know the, the sequel trilogy. So it's going to be some Snoke or um, a Snoke 
uh, 0.1 version or uh, before we get to the, you know, first Smith version. That's it, 0.01. Yeah, yeah, I think they may be going that way, and it looks like they are going to tie into the um, to the sequels. But uh, before we go on, though, I wanted to find out, Matilda, that season finale, were you? Was your drawer on the floor when you saw Luke, or were you more invested in the original Mando team? How how did Sweden react? Oh my goodness! Uh, you know I'm a crier. I cry easily. Um, like last year when I watched uh, the Rise of Skywalker, I gr- grieved for months for Ben Solo. I'm not kidding. Like legit grief. Um, anyway, I when I saw Luke, I was just hyped, and then once he took his hood off, I was crying tear streaming and um, but like you said before i think it was you alex um the most moving moment was when din mo- removed his helmet that was like yeah. the most rewarding moment for me too it was absolutely amazing it was just so it was like both i absolutely loved luke's return but also it didn't take away for me from din and grogu's story which was important to me definitely yep no, I agree. Yeah, that's what got me is Din and, Din and Grogu. Um, Going to play devil's advocate. We all loved season two by the sounds of it. Um, anything we didn't like about season two? Not necessarily episode, but were there any moments or cameos where you thought, yeah, I could have done without that, to be honest? Generally, just Gina Carano. <laughs> I haven't warmed up to Cara Dune yet. Um, they have improved her. There is some character building going on. I love the fact that she's from Alderaan and she's connection to that planet, which I love. But I just really still find her kind of a verse general, uh, one-dimensional character. And I think it's because of her mediocre acting. She just... I think there was one scene where she was supposed to react to that disgusting Imperial officer, the pilot, who's telling her, I was there, I saw your planet destroyed. And there was just nothing going on, you know. In the finale, was that? Yeah. And we had, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And we just saw her face, nothing happened, nothing whatsoever. And I was like, oh, it could have been better with a better actress for me. Yeah. yeah. It's funny you should say that. I've actually, that's not the first time I've heard that about um, her acting. Uh, I think Danny Boy has said something similar. Um yeah, yeah, that's a that that is a funny one. That is a funny one. Um, but um, I should, shouldn't be too 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 bad about it. But I love watching those uh, honest trailers. And <laughs> we did one for um, for Mandalorian, and there's a thing on her about like I can't remember what the line is, but it's um, it was quite funny because it said about unfortunately her range isn't brilliant. I don't want to. Um, is it Gina Carano? Yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, she was a UFC fighter. I think wasn't she? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She's done a few like very small roles in like yeah, Deadpool she, and Haywire. That's right. I think it was, it's kind of clear that she got hired because of her physical presence, and um, she's quite a formidable, you know, like strong, strong woman, isn't she? Uh, and obviously for doing the fights and stuff. But bless her, I think uh, she might need a bit of help just uh, with you know a bit more uh, range acting wise. I was just going to say she has trouble emoting generally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is probably the hardest part of acting as well is yeah. to, to be able to sell a scene. You really have to, and I guess when you when you're standing next to Katie Sackhoff, who's a very decent actress, uh, Ming Na Wen and uh, Pedro Pascal. You know he's got a helmet on, but still, <laughs> um, Jimmy, uh, 
Cara Dune, Gina Carano, is that one of your negatives? Do you have any more to add to like, anything else you didn't like about the season or were less keen on? No, I, I've sitting here, I made notes like Alex did, and I'm sitting there trying to, I don't really have anything negative written down, to be honest. Um, I don't know, going into it, Gina Carano was a, a question mark after that Haywire movie where supposedly they, they dubbed her voice because of her acting. Um, but she seems so in love with being Cara Dune that that's kind of appealing how much she loves the character. Um, but it, you know, it doesn't help if you can't act. Maybe they could put a helmet on her later. I don't know. So, <laughs> but no, I, I don't really have much negative or anything negative, really. I just, I loved it. I mean, I had my issues with Ahsoka, like we talked about, you know, a couple of shows ago, but I gotten over that. Yeah. What about you, Lucky boy? Yeah, mate. Um, Okay, so this is this is going to be a bit of a left field one. It's kind of similar to the Gina Carano thing. Uh, is it Mercedes Sasha Banks? Mercedes. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I I thought the similar the same about her. You know, I thought her acting was a bit wooden and a bit. She like uh, delivered a line of dialogue in uh, the heiress and it was like oh that was awkward almost. You know, it was uh, it was a funny one. Agreed. Yeah, it was it, it was a funny one, but uh, overall, Matty boy, um, I really I'm really struggling to poke holes in this because it seems like it just seems so Star Wars. It seems so so Star Wars. It ticks so many boxes, and I was genuinely worried that too many cameos was going to ruin this show. And I think so many people thought the exact same, and I, I can't believe how wrong I was. I, I honestly can't believe that a most of those rumors were true. We didn't even hear about the Luke thing. Thank goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness yeah. that yeah. wasn't leaked. Um, because that surprise was was just amazing. Um, he, here's a thought I do have, guys. Um, we know that. Disney is producing, or Lucasfilm is producing more Star Wars TV shows, and there's a handful that are being executive produced by John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Right? This, I think, is what many on the internet and the interwebs were referring to the Filoni verse um, a few months ago. Uh, now we've got Mando season three coming. We 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 know about um, what's it called? Rangers of the New Republic. Mm-hmm and ahsoka and now we've heard about book of boba fett right is this leading to an even bigger finale is this leading to all of the good guys versus thrawn who is establishing the first order in space what are people's thoughts on that that's an interesting thought i hadn't ever thought of that um can I drop my theory? <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been thinking a lot about um, considering Bo-Katan and her agenda that's going on. What if this kind of leads up to kind of um, uh, reclaiming Mandalore kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. I think that's where season three is going. I think without without Baby, I think we're going to get there. We go to Mandalore, they're going to have their kind of internal, their struggle and division between them. And maybe we'll get less cameos, I don't know. But now we're getting the um, Ahsoka and we're getting the Rangers and now the Book of Boba. I mean, and we've, we, they've name-checked Thrawn. So I, I think 
I, I'm going to guarantee in my head, we're definitely getting big boy Thrawn now. I think we're definitely getting him in that Ahsoka show. Now, I think if they're going to have a, because the question is, as Luke's has kind of uh, pertained to, it's got to be a big bad somewhere. He's got, we know it can't be Palpatine yet. We know it can't feasibly yet be Snoke. So who's going to be the big bad guy? It could be Gideon, but now they've named up Thrawn. So I think Thrawn is going to be somehow the overarching villain. I could be wrong. But the fact that they name dropped him, unless there's now somebody that Thrawn's working for, and I think that I, I would like to see that play out. That we have like these interconnected stories within the Favreau Filoni verse, while still staying independent. So I want to see the Mandalore arc in season three. Now I never thought I'd say that two years ago, when I wasn't so hot on the Mandalorians in general. Now, I want to see the Mandalore arc in Ahsoka. I want to see Thrawn. Uh, the rise uh, rise of Thrawn in live action. The Rangers, I want to see them collecting together this kind of like crack team of uh, new Republican forces. Um, Book of Boba Fett, I just want to see him, him and Fennec, king and queen of the underworld, just going ham on people. And I do think it will lead, like Lukey said, I do think it will all diverge into one path. And that probably will lead something to do with um, Thrawn. But is anyone else thinking, like Matilda says, we're going to get... Mandalore in the next series, and does anyone else agree that we're going to get thrown as a big bad going forward? I yeah, where else do you go with them? I mean, they name dropped him. He's a fantastic uh, bad guy slash good guy, depending on if you're reading the books about him or if you're watching him on the shows. Um, and he would be the character that would be able to pull things together, and he would be a huge pain in the butt for all these people because of you know you've seen what he can do in rebels and in his books i i think like all those shows i think they actually said that those shows were all going to kind of come together in a giant finale and i would see i could see that being you know they all come together to stop thrawn would be pretty amazing it would be wild if they did um just to see that big blue boy maybe maybe pierce brosnan maybe lars mickelson who knows it's going to be but jessa what are you thinking man um, well, yeah, the same. Sorry to be boring, but um, yeah, the same. I think it'd be. A, uh, I think it's a good thing. I think we've we've done that little arc with um, Grogu, uh, and it's been done really well. And it's sort of time to to move on now. He sort of said, uh, the, I think he said it was uh, goodbye, uh, not goodbye, but you know, see you later. And I think we're going to move on now. We've got that. That's been teased now. Um, you know, uh, Mando's got the dark saber. We've got Bo uh, Katan there. Thrawn's in the background. Um, there's, there's, there's lots. I'll say one thing as well, which I'll just think about while you're all talking. If you were Disney, you, you, they must have put Dave and uh, 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 Dave, like I know him, uh, Dave Filoni and from, Pablo, <laughs> right? from the pub. a massive retainer because those guys know Star Wars and they probably know Star Wars better than anybody else now. Mm-hmm. But they must be on like a massive thing or signed up for like a, a you know a five year contract or I don't know something like that to oversee all this stuff. Oh yeah, I I honestly think this has been in the works for a while. Yeah. Uh, again, Mayboy, I think we've spoken about this. I can't specifically recall where and when. Um, but you guys remember they cast uh, Rosario Dawson for Ahsoka before, right? Before season one had premiered. Okay, so I honestly think this has been in the works for a long time because I can't believe them going, oh, yeah, we're, uh, we're bringing back Ahsoka, and it's just for one episode. Uh, How do you feel about it? I, I, I just can't see that. I can't see it. It would almost be silly just to have her on for one episode and not expand on that. Um, 
So I, I, I honestly think this has been in the works for a while. And when you go back and listen to the way Kathleen Kennedy, John Favreau, Dave Filoni are talking, I do think it kind of makes sense. I, I, I really do. And here we go. Hot take, another cheeky hot take. I think that there is going to be a standalone limited series with all of our goodies involved uh, taking down Thrawn or trying to take down Thrawn um, in in just like a limited run. Kind of like, Matty Boy, you'll have to help me out here. There's the comic book stuff, like the um, Luke Cage and all of those. What, what is it, Jimmy? The Defenders. Right, because that's the series where they all come together, right, and, and do... Yeah. yeah, so that's what I really think that something like that could happen. I really think that, especially when we see that Nando, I think, is slated for four seasons and Boba Fett is one limited run. Um, that was confirmed recently, I believe. Mm-hmm. Ahsoka as well, limited run, single series. I think it's all leading towards something. So twenty toward 2023, 2024 maybe, there's going to be this climax of this whole section of Star Wars and uh, I don't think it's going to end well. I do think that like there will be victories, but ultimately it leads to the First Order. They can't quite save the galaxy. Uh, and another hot take, I don't think Grogu is going to die. There we go. I said it. I agree. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> you wouldn't want to go down in history as the person that killed Grogu, though, would oh. you? Oh, my goodness, no. That's it. <laughs> they're, they're not going to do it. They're just not going to do it. He's too. He's he's a license to print money in so yeah. many ways. <laughs> oh, that's it, mate. Disney's all about printing that green, and they, they look. Grogu may be gone for a season, maybe, maybe, maybe two, or maybe just a couple of episodes. Maybe, uh, maybe Luke passes him to somebody else to train. Maybe they sense his bond with Din, and he says, like, you know, what's best for the kid is he actually goes back to the Dadalorian. Um, here's a thing as well, though. Mando is one of the most popular. Uh, things on television or streaming at the minute again it's not us being biased it's a fact it's one of the most popular shows out at the minute Grogu's out of the picture now so do you guys and girls think season three is gonna like retain that popularity in the the casual fans if you will now that baby's not around because we know so many people and I know personally so many people who've got on board with this simply because of of baby Yoda so um Matilda start with you do you reckon this is going to retain popularity now baby's gone it really depends on where they go with the story. I have sort of a theory uh, in my head that they might even split the focus. Since the title of the series is The Mandalorian, they could both uh, be referring to Din, but also to like Bo-Katan. Um, yeah. I was wondering if that would happen and we would see both those characters and get to know both those characters more. And maybe that would uh, give that season more attention. I don't know, but... Yeah, there is. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult. They really have to pull the pull the right strings to keep this going with the same momentum. Because, as you say, I know a lot of people who love the Mandalorian just because of Grogu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, I think that maybe they got their hooks in us now, and um, people will stick around to find out what's going to happen to Grogu. Like, are we going to see him again? Um, I do think that the story has built up quite a fan base and they've already you know i know disney plus has a as a uh the, the essential ahsoka episodes on there 
So you can go down there and you can just watch that. So I think maybe they're, they build up a strong enough um, fan base that, and that people will want to know, you know, is Grogu going to show back up? So people will hopefully tune back in. Um, yeah. Well, I've, uh, it occurred to me as well, actually, like uh, with the end of what's going to happen with their, their viewership and everything. Cause I mean, I think um, it's safe to say that Mandalorian is their their signature, like their, their, the showpiece for the Disney Plus, isn't it? That's what, what um, launched it. And as we just said as well, that you know that's a cash cow. That's that's t-shirts and toys and um, key rings and uh, all the rest of it. I'm interested to know, kind of, there's diehard Star Wars fans out there that will will watch uh, Star Wars content no matter what, and there are other people who go, "Oh, this looks good. Put this on and like Baby Yoda." If there's no Baby Yoda, are they going to go? Oh, I don't want to watch this anymore. That's that the, they do. It's, it's interesting. Interesting to know. I've always been interested. Do they know? Oh yeah, that's Ahsoka. Do they know? Um, that's you know for casual viewers. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do, what they're going to do, and how they're going to play it. That they're going to have to put stuff in there to also appeal to you know casual viewers. Mm. That is a good shout, mate. That is a good shout, and that's why I really believe that he's not going to go anywhere um i think in the marketing material and the lead up to season three we're gonna see the child we're gonna see little baba grogu um precisely for that reason i'd be surprised if that wasn't the case um in fact i i think i think there's actually going to be a time jump to the next series so do i so do i yeah yeah. And I think they're going to dig more into the whole Mandalore thing. Um, I know we mentioned that earlier, Matty Boy. I know you're keen on on, on that idea, mate. Um, but no, I honestly think that. M- Matilda, what are you thinking? I'm thinking, wouldn't it be possible for them to sort of also jump between the focus on Din and whatever's going on on Mandalore and Grogu's training? Um, I don't know. Uh, it's possible. It is possible. I don't know if it would be um it would work as well, you know, seeing Luke, CGI Luke, like every second episode. Um I don't know. But it's a thought. Yeah. Uh, the likelihood is this has already been written. That's the crazy yeah. thing. The likelihood is this is already written. Uh Matty Boy, go on, mate. Well, I had kind of had like two more questions for everybody. Uh well actually I had two point one. I, I just like a quick a quick uh answer from all of you but the i've got to ask but mark hamill's uh luke skywalker i for, i really forgot the dude who did the body double for luke skywalker i'll find it out very quickly now but how did you guys think it uh, it was max lloyd jones was a double who, how did you think luke skywalker looked like facially just quickly um i think <laughs> it worked <laughs> it worked it, it did work but um it was a little bit glitchy you could tell yeah. that they and I wouldn't mind if they went back and refined it later. Uh, that would work for me. But, uh, yeah. but I wasn't too bothered by it because the moment worked so well. So, yeah. It's well said. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with Matilda. I think that it wasn't it wasn't as good as, like, Tarkin in Rogue One, but uh, it, didn't, it didn't pull me out too terribly far, and I do hope that they go back in and change it. But um, it wasn't long enough in an episode. If it was, like, 45 minutes of that, it might have been too much. But... Um, having a few seconds of him talking, it was a, it was okay. Um, someone on Discord the other day they made a great point. I forgot to reply back to it, but they said that um, that the C- the CG uh, like the aging stuff is not quite there yet to have someone like that as a as a main character 
it's just right for the amount of screen time that we that we had um, without it being distracting because we know that Mark Hamill's not really that young and, and everything. Um, it worked, yeah, it worked, and I, I was, uh, you know, leaping like a little kid. Um, can I can I digress for a second? Yeah, digress away. This season, uh, I think we sort of said this. So I'm 41. This made me feel like a little boy again. This made me want to put on a bucket on my head and run around the garden with a stick. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> this stick I'm going to make is slightly controversial. So I was born just after the um, first film came out. I was born in 79. So I grew up with, with the OT. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people my age would rant and rave about Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And I, I never got it because I always thought, he doesn't really do a lot. He just stands around a little bit and then dies in a very slapstick way. <laughs> Season two has made me fall in love with Boba Fett. I've bought a Boba Fett key ring and a mug. Uh, whim. I'm like, I really like Boba Fett. Like, Boba Fett is cool. That might be controversial to some people, but that's that's how I how I feel now. Great. I I want to get two sticks. Uh, I'd rather <laughs> I would love to get the the actual Ahsoka lightsabers and play away. <laughs> that's my plan. <laughs> yes. You know, like it just makes you feel young again. And I think that's yeah. the, the great thing about this. What Star Wars does and. My God, we need it now, don't we? A bit of, uh, a bit of. Uh, well, George Lucas said, like, make the stories hopeful, and it is mm-hmm. pure escapism, and it's this wonderful um, sort of world, and it's just been so well made and it's so well loved, clearly by uh, Filoni and Favreau that they loved. Uh, they said in the gallery, didn't they? They said that these are the most expensive fan films up because they are fans, and that's what what this <laughs> is. Well, you get to listen to those guys talk at celebration. That you could tell this was going to be something special. There, it was like we were talking to your buddies. Like the listening to those two talk about Star Wars, you knew you were in good hands. Spot yeah. on, spot on. I, I was actually thinking that, Jimmy, mate. I was thinking, yeah, like seeing them on that celebration stage in Chicago, they were just so confident in what they were doing, and I got the sense of they weren't kidding us. You know, and I kind of got that vibe a little bit with the films. And I think naturally you're going to get that because you barely get any information. With Mando, there was a lot more info and it, it just it just came across as more organic. Um, he, he's one last one, guys. Last spicy question. Uh, if you could have one cameo next season, who would it be? Jimmy, do you want to start us off, mate? Oh, can you give me a second? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, 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 Matty boy, what about you, dude? You start us off, man. Um, uh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a bit basic. If we're going to Mandalore, give me Sabine Rain. Mm, nice, nice, Matilda. Um, yeah, I'm gonna do some Raylo representation. I would love to see like little Ben Solo somewhere. Oh, <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes, 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 yes. The Raylos would go bananas. So yeah. I, I completely agree with you, Matilda. That's what I was going to say. That is, I swear that was what I was going to say. A little baby Ben Solo. And I've been thinking about that the past few um, days. Uh, nice. Good option. Jessup, what are you saying? Gangster? Uh, I really want, I've just had to Google his name. I really want uh, Malakali. That's the Rancor Keeper from Return of the Jedi. The Rancor owner. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Cool. It's in the aftermath books, mate. 
I bought them. I just yeah. bought those books. I'll have to check that. So I'm not a canon person, so that's bad. I need to get into that uh, more. So I'm no, no judgment here, mate. No judgment here, but yeah, do it. Uh, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy, 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 we're, we're expecting big things now, no mate. Pressure, no, mate. No, no pressure. Um, <laughs> how about Nub driving a ship in with supplies for the attack on Mandalore? i'd be here for that i'd be here for that because i I, here's the other thing i do think we're going to get so do it we're going to get so much exploration into the new republic we're already we're already getting a lot of that um and it's going to be fascinating to see how they deal with all this drama because it seems like bureaucracy is getting in the way like not much is getting done and people in the core systems they don't believe that the empire are around they believe oh yeah they've all been you know they're all gone all gone no one wants to let the empire back they're delusional so that sets us up some very very spicy uh, storytelling indeed. Uh, Matty Boy, I was going to say, to be honest, uh, Ben Solo, Matilda stole that. Um, <laughs> but, there, but there we go. I, I think that's all some good shouts, especially Nime Num. That's a spicy. We can jump, tw- jump 20 years in the future, we can get the English Rose on, and that will make the show as good, the best it could ever be then. Bring get her on. on. Exactly. Bring her on. Don't worry about Ben Solo. Give us all the ray. We're Um, trying. We're trying. (laughs) (laughs) My last question, pretty much to sum sum everything up, is I'm quite interested to hear what you guys uh, think about this. But we've mentioned ad nauseum now that the Mando is the season one and season two has blown the doors off fans of Star Wars. And it's brought a lot of non-fans on. And it's kind of connected with so many people on like a, almost like a primitive Star Wars level, taking them back to being a kid. But what impact has The Mandalorian itself then had on the franchise? Because obviously a lot of people seem to think the sequel trilogy has kind of t- given it a bit of a battering. Again, that's up for debate and I'm not even going to try that. But, you know, how what's, what, what impact has had the first ever live action TV series had on Star Wars as a whole? Um, Jimmy, mate, I'll throw over to you, man. What's the impact of the Mando? Well, I do think you're right. um, It's going to make it relevant again. I don't think people, uh, I don't think Star Wars is competing with Marvel and, you know, and DC and things like that. And I think that uh, they were losing that battle. But with a show like The uh, The Mandalorian, you know, all the expanding of the universe, the new characters, um, giving people more things and people who may not have watched Clone Wars or Rebels are going to go back in and watch those now to see more Ahsoka maybe. Um, I think that John and Dave, you know, our best friends um, are really, you know, they're saving the franchise and um, I just, I can't wait. I can't even fathom what it's going to be like for uh, next year, but I do really feel like they've helped expand the universe and I think that's what we needed. Be a nice one, Jimmy. Uh, Matilda? The, the legacy, the 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 uh, impact of the Mando. What are you thinking? Um, I'm thinking a lot about uh, the way they wrote Ahsoka because I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that they're going to learn from what they did to her when it comes to female characters in the future. Because I want to see the same amount of care and TLC surrounding all female characters. Um, because that's going to make them so more, so much more interesting. And I just love the fact that they're not sexualized. What's so flipping ever? Yep. Love it, love it, love it. And one more thing. 
And this whole stagecraft uh, oh. technique, that screen, you know, replacing the green screens. Yeah. Goodness, it is going to change uh, movies and series making in the future. I, I just hope we're going to get to see more of it in different... I'm building two more of those things, I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, London and Sydney, I think that's going to be a massive step forward for TV and film because, look, I've said it before, people want to make Solo 2 happen. <laughs> Lucasfilm aren't, Disney aren't going to spend another $150 million on it. Well, actually, maybe they can drop $70 million and make it in the volume. I mean, it opens up so many possibilities, but yeah. that's a hell of a shout, uh, Matilda. Groundbreaking. Um, oh, it is. I can't wait to see what they do with that. And, again, Star Wars, uh, Lucasfilm are at the head of the game again, just like Lucas always was. But um, Jessup, the legacy, the impact, the Mando. Legacy, I think there's three things, so I'll try to be uh, brief for you. Um, you just have to say, this is the way, or I have spoken, <laughs> and people know what you're talking about. You just have to search for Baby Oda, and there's, there's memes of him drinking the uh, hot chocolate or, or whatever it is. It's brought Star Wars into the conscience of people that probably wouldn't watch it. I think another thing it's done is... Um, it's expanded, I think, in a good way, the universe. We know more now about Tuscan Raiders, and they have a culture and a code, and they speak in the sign language. We know more about Jawas. We know about crate dragons. Um, we know that people yeah. put Kawiakian um, monkey lizards on, on, spit, on spits and eat them. And um, <laughs> we know And then just to echo something that Matilda said, that's, which is a, a great point, the technology of it. I said that um, I think you asked uh, for predictions um, uh, this season a while ago, and I sent a voice note in, and I said I was really looking forward to uh, to this, and it's amazing to think this series was created in lockdown. Yeah, that's that's a that's a look how great it is, and look what we got, and that was created most likely by artists from ILM or whichever um, production houses at in their home, probably on like you know laptops or whatever it is, creating wow. these effects. That's something. So that's another thing. We've got the volume, and we've, you know, this high standard of filmmaking can be created, um, you know, to that level in, you know, such difficult uh, circumstances. So, just well that really. Said, no, well, well said. I, I think culturally, this show has become one of the most iconic things of this era. Um, I said that last year. I, I, I said that, you know, Avengers Endgame was a huge deal for so many people. Um, but I would be confident in saying that Baby Yoda, and I, I get they're completely different characters and they f- function completely differently, but Baby Yoda, Grogu, is more iconic than Thanos. Yeah. Right? He is just... And, and the Mando has now become so iconic it's really hard to look at streaming numbers because the services are so secretive about it and it's mm-hmm. coming from them. So the likelihood is you're not, you're not going to get anything that's truly transparent. Uh, but the Mandalorian searches have been crazy. The, the Mando has, has had Disney plus, you know, carry is carrying Disney plus on its shoulders. You know, without the Mandalorian, you know, I don't know if Disney plus would be what it is. And it is, firmly established now firmly established as like the third big streaming service and that is a testament to star wars and it shows you that star wars fatigue isn't really a thing when star wars is done right when when star wars has love and tlc and i'm going to go back to what you said jimmy it is so important 
they get people that get Star Wars, that they understand the fans, they understand the mythology, they challenge us, but guess what? They also please us. And I think the, the team over at Lucasfilm have done an exceptional job because this show almost feels faultless. Yep. I think it needs more Daisy Ridley, but other than that, it's pretty damn good, isn't it? Um, I think, the for me, the impact is what we saw at Disney Investor Day. If the Mando doesn't hit, we, we maybe don't get potentially like 10 miniseries, of which three of them are uh, three or four spawning off the Mando. So it's impact. You've, everything you've all mentioned is bang on. And then just add on that because this is so well received and we now know that the volume works. There's an appetite for this. Disney Plus is now one of the big boys that Disney have gone ahead and they're now spinning off more and more shows. So they're giving us more content based on this. They may have done some of it anyway, but I, you know, I don't know how much of it we would have got without the success of the Mandalorian. So the impact is the future of Star Wars on TV, especially on streaming. Sorry, is uh, got an awful lot to thank of the Mandalorian. So, uh, I think we're all agreed in that season two was pretty good. It had a lot of high moments, not really many low moments. And it has, it's, it's done, it's set us up for season three and where we go from here. It's anybody's guess. I think we've come up with some good ones, but I, I, I can't wait guys. And um, looky boy, did you have any more questions to ask? No, mate. No, uh, I think that's it. And I think there were so many great points brought out by Jimmy, Alex and Matilda here. Uh, I just want to thank you guys for taking the time to come on the zone, uh, come on the show. (laughs) You can see where I'm getting to. It is a zone. (laughs) But I was going to say, you know, you're all in different time zones. Uh, You know, this is, we are proud that we feel like our community is truly international, right? On our show, you're going to hear different accents, not just, you know, southeastern english accents um but a a multitude of them and it's important you know that we all band together and enjoy this and be respectful of each other's opinions um and i think that has been displayed here so thank you so much guys you you are really stars thank you thank you uh luke and uh, matt just to say that um i know loads of people said it on discord and stuff and um Myself and Jimmy said just before we started uh, about this, thank you for creating uh, a wonderful uh, platform to talk Star Wars. Uh, and you truly are Essex Space Podcast heroes. <laughs> <laughs> I, say you, I say it in unison when, when the lady says it on the show uh, all the time. I love it. They are Essex Space Podcast heroes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, guys. No, but we, we always say that the show is built on wonderful rapport between my friend Luke but without the listeners, without you guys, without the patrons, the discords, the people who tune in week on, it is just a couple of lads shooting the breeze to each other. Uh, so without you, we wouldn't have been able to grow. We wouldn't be doing roundtables. We wouldn't be doing recaps. We wouldn't be having any of this community. We do mean it as well. We gen- genuinely do mean it. And now I know how to pronounce Sweden in Swedish. I always thought it's Sverigi. So now I know that. So <laughs> I've learned a lot from today. Generally did think that as well. But honestly, thank you so much for your kind words. Thank you for giving your time today. Uh, to come on and talk the wars um before we go then um if you're if you want to give it away you can if you don't tell us to get lost alex where can the world find you online if they want to chat star wars man uh my cat alan runs my instagram uh which is at check <laughs> <laughs> him out uh, matilda um uh my account is called the swedish jedi that's where you can find me Instagram. Check it out. Jimmy. At Old Guy Jedi on Instagram and Twitter if you want to chat. 
and he's not oh. always a tank. And Lukey Boy, where can the world find us online? Uh, they can find us at our groovy website, starwarsessions.co.uk. Search for us on socials. Just search Star Wars Sessions. You'll find us on there. Uh, we've got a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. We've got a load of content on there that is absolute filth. We have fun on there. And in fact, we're doing a little watch along soon, aren't we, Matty Boy? You know, we're going we're gonna to watch a film at some point, probably in January. Um and we're going to have a little watch together. It's going to be a geeky paradise. Um, is there anything else I've missed out? I think that's it, right, Matt? Yeah. Uh, we're on yeah. YouTube. If you, if you like audio only and just staring at our logo, you can do on YouTube. Thank you, everyone <laughs> who, thank you to all our listeners on YouTube who have like come who, who we only know from YouTube. So th- welcome. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, join us on Discord. If you want the link, give us a DM. But other than that, all it is left for me to say then, from me, pretty much almost from 2020, but not quite. From me, this is the way. And from Luke, this is the way. <laughs>